So this is a, a true mixed bag of questions tonight. Let's see if I can hit upon all of them. Um, so first of all, I just want to again say thank you all for coming. And I hope that you're also thanking yourself for coming, right? This is a really great thing for you to do. Um, take some time to be with yourself, right? To come to a, a protected, a safe, a sacred space. To, um, to acknowledge the necessity for that in one's life. And then also for us to... Um, Sometimes I like to say to be brave, to be brave enough to face ourselves or maybe desperate enough that we really need to come here and drop in. Something that a lot of us notice pretty quickly when we begin this practice is that we want to feel peace, we want to feel happy, we want to feel relaxed, we want joy, tranquility. And then we hear there's this thing called meditation, which can give us that. So then we come and sit down to meditate. And what are we suddenly faced with? It's pains in our body. It's uh, relationship troubles, right? It's all of the parts of our life that are in transition and aren't kind of set yet. Um, it's our own vulnerability, right? So it's this thing that we're opening up and starting to feel ourselves in a deeper way. Uh, letting down our protective mechanisms, our different ways of distracting ourselves, of hiding things from ourselves. Maybe all the ways we haven't been honest with ourselves. And when we sit to meditate, all of that stuff kind of comes up <clears throat> like a big tidal wave, right? Sometimes we're really suddenly just hit with all of these maybe we could call painful or negative emotions, things that we don't want to be experiencing. And for a lot of people, that scares them off. For most people, that's why they don't even bother meditating. It's because something in them knows if I sit down to meditate, if I drop in and connect to myself, I'm going to have to start really facing myself. I'm going to have to be honest. I'm going to have to feel things I don't want to feel. I might have to start making decisions that I don't want to make, facing consequences that are difficult. And so it's really good to just allow that, to allow ourselves to be in that, that vulnerable space, to allow ourselves to face things, to feel whatever we need to feel, and to slowly learn how to become, I would say, making friends making friends with whatever we find inside. So there's something in us that anytime we're in a situation that feels painful, that feels difficult, we feel like we need to do something. We feel like uh, there's something wrong or it's like a problem to fix. And one of the hardest things to do sometimes is just to be exactly where you are. Yeah, and I've even just heard that from a couple of you in the room, that just right where you are right now, it's a really difficult spot to be in. Uh, my life, personally, I'm also in transitions in my own life. We want security, right? We want certainty. 
and we're getting the opposite. We want to feel healthy and happy and things happen and we get pain, you know, instead. Uh, actually, yesterday I was getting into the shower and, you know, our drain is clogged. So all the soap scum was floating on top of the water. I guess last time, you know, whoever showered and it went down and just coated the, the bottom of the tub. So I took a step into the shower and my foot just slipped and I slid across the tub and I fell backwards on it had this like pretty gnarly bruise on my hip and on my arm, you know? And, uh, and as I was getting into the shower, I just watched the movie A Star Is Born for the first time. You know, some other people saw that like a lot earlier than I did. But, uh, so I just saw that. So I was like singing in my head, like I was starting to get in the shower on that song of like them singing together. And it was just like really like, oh, sweet moment. And then I step in the shower and whoosh, and I slipped and I fell, you know, and I hurt myself. Uh, nothing was cut, nothing broke, but it was painful, you know, and I still have like this big bruise. And, um, and it's kind of like, yeah, that's, that's life, you know, that just moment to moment things change where we think we are, suddenly we're not, uh, how we want things to be, suddenly they're not. And we do our best in life, or we should at least try to do our best in life, right? Do what you can, do whatever you can do, but then also knowing what is it um, that we cannot control what is there to let go of sometimes we have to just forbear right if you are in a transition in your life and it's feeling really scary or uncertain and you don't know what's happening and that's producing stress and anxiety but there's really nothing you can do relationships are the same way right it's like in our hearts we want to be in one place but there's all these stories and our minds saying it doesn't work or we actually know it's not good um, but we don't really know how to move forward yet that that life affords us many opportunities to be in really difficult positions that's there's something that life is really good at it's that life is really good at putting us in situations that are difficult that we have to struggle in um, but one can also look at those as opportunities for growth, right? Growth begins at the edge of our comfort zone. Growth begins when we don't necessarily know what to do, how to move forward. And what meditation can do in that space, how meditation can play into that space, is meditation starts to allow us this ability to just kind of be with things like they are. To know that things are changing, I am moving towards a goal, but also it allows us to hold space, to hold some more space for uncertainty, hold space for difficulty, feeling lost, not knowing how something is going to open up or resolve. And I would say the practice of meditation, it's, it's like a martial artist. They go to the, to the dojo or the gym, right? and they're practicing their punches and they're practicing their kicks. So they're practicing all of the moves, but then they go out and then they actually have to fight for real, right? Whether that's like in a ring or on the street or whatever they do. So meditation, it's kind of like, this is our time to practice. We're practicing sitting, we're practicing just being present. We're practicing allowing ourselves to be however we are, sensations to come and go, thoughts to come and go, feelings to come and go. We practice being a little more equanimous, right? Um, we care enough about ourselves to stop caring about a lot of things. We, we really use this as a, a training ground 
that as much as being here in this room, this is also the actual practice, right? This is the little piece pocket of time that we've created in our daily schedule. We've created this little place to sit and to meditate and to relax and to drop into peace, that this is the place to do it. But simultaneously, this is also the place to train. This is the place that we train those skills, train those qualities that then we can bring back into our lives when we leave this room, right? And so also this understanding that when you're sitting here, you become more relaxed, you become more open, more receptive, and then you go back into the world and maybe you're jostled by something, right? A text, a phone call, what somebody did, what somebody said that you're in this kind of gentle, relaxed, sensitive space and then something kind of hits you. Uh, I would say there's a couple things one could do. One thing could also be like, hey, let's just not look at our phones after meditation class and just take this one little night a week just to be in our own space. But also something else to do, it's, it's to really just to use that as more training, right? It's, it's easy to sit in this room together with Seth Monk and this nice salt lamp and to kind of feel peaceful and relaxed and to meditate. Um, but what is that going to do for you when you get home, right? How is that going to then start playing into your life? Is your practice just this kind of hour and a half that we're sitting here? Or are you also starting to, to work on your life, work on your mind, work on using the situations and conditions that you're presented with every day for your practice, for your development, for your growth, to learn how to navigate things. I've been to India seven times, and I'm leading another trip there in uh, the end of September, first, first weekend of October. And India, it's this amazing place where you are confronted with everything possible. You know, there's there's three-lane highways with five cars wide driving on it and cows and dogs and holy men sitting next to beggars and sometimes the beggars are the holy men and sometimes the holy men are the beggars and uh, you know garbage everywhere and then also just these amazing old temples and and it's like everything you just get everything all at once and especially going there you know as as a person with fairer skin um, I every time I go to India, I just have people coming up to you constantly. Hello, good sir. Can we take a photo together? What is your name? Where are you from? You know, a lot of people that have never seen a white person, right? Or they want to um, connect to you, or practice their English with you, or take selfies with you to post on their Facebook, so everyone can see. Look, I met someone from America today. You know, and it's this just crazy, crazy, crazy hodgepodge of of experiences and people and influences and energies and momentums. And it's such a timeless place, you know. You have people still living in cow dung huts, but then they're sitting outside on their iPhone, you know. And it's like, it's all just kind of woven in together. And there's something interesting about India that you get a lot of times people go to India to find themselves, right? It's like well known that if you want to find yourself, you go to India, right? But why? Why is India this spiritual place where all these people go to find themselves, all these pilgrims and tourists? And the Beatles went there too. I visited the place they stayed. It was awesome. Right? That, you know, all these people go to India to find themselves. But how is going to chaos, how is jumping into chaos, 
how does that lead to finding yourself? What is the connection there? And I think it's a really important one because when you're in India and there's all this chaos and all these people that want things from you, they want your money, they want your pictures, they want you to come to their guest house to do this and this and this, you have all these things pulling at you. You have to really learn how to set boundaries. You have to learn how to say no. You have to learn to see what am I willing to do and what am I not willing to do. You have to actually see what do I actually want. You have to start looking at what am I focusing on? Am I focusing on all the negative, painful things around me? Am I focusing on the amazing things? Or am I seeing the balance? And do I have more balanced understanding of it? That by putting yourself in a place of such, such extreme extremes and extreme chaos, you're forced to find your center. You're forced to see who you are and where you are and what you want. And how am I going to survive this? You know, so going to India, every time I go to India, I come back. And first of all, I'm just so grateful to be back, that I made it, that I'm healthy relatively, that the streets are clean, that there's something called quiet and personal space back here. You know, but I always feel so much more connected to myself. I always feel such a deeper appreciation for who I am and where I am. And I feel confident and I feel strong in totally new ways. Because I've faced things and I've decided to use life, to use situations to grow. I've used everything that I've faced as a gift that's being given to me to allow me the opportunity to develop. And this is a, an approach to life that is really important to have. Because in life, we are going to get everything. We are going to get pain. We're going to get pleasure. We're going to get difficult situations. We're going to get things that work in our favor. Things are going to happen that are like puzzles that we have to resolve. Some of the puzzles we get, we will never be able to resolve. Some things in this life are just beyond our understanding. That life will give us everything imaginable because it's all here and it's in us too. It's our own thoughts and feelings and situations. We're a part of this. So if we learn to change our relationship to what's going on, if we learn to start changing our relationship to, to see the things that are difficult is also opportunities to grow and to learn. Um, you know, in my relationship, whenever we're having some kind of a conflict, I say, well, you know, this is a good chance to practice speaking, to communicate more honestly and openly, to see what it is that we want, what's going on, to understand myself, to understand this other person that difficulties can really be used however we want. Um, they just happen. You know, I slipped in the shower. That just happened, right? It was just this thing that happened to me. And now what am I going to do with that? You know, I could go and ice up and say, okay, it looks like I need to get the drain fixed in my tub and, you know, do all this and really just be active and do what I can do and then just take care of myself. Or I could, you know, lie there and be upset at my girlfriend because it's her hair that clogged the tub. And so it's kind of her fault, right? And, you know, um, or, oh, you know, I'm a victim and go around telling everybody for the rest of, you know, I told you guys, but, you know, tell everyone, oh, yeah, I'm so hurt, I'm injured, I can't do this. And, you know, be afraid of tubs for the rest of my life and start a Facebook tub hate group or whatever, you know. Um, to make a whole story out of it that I'm the victim of and here's my story and I'm important because I'm the victim of this story and it'll keep happening to me and, and keep myself in a negative space about it. 
And a lot of us do that. I myself have done that for many years about different things, you know? The way that we're treated by our parents, right? Or in school, what happened to us? Or maybe a sickness we had, or a death, or an illness in the family. You know, or something that's happening in our jobs, or relationships, or the environment, or whatever's going on. You know, things are just always going to be happening to us, but how do we want to respond to those things, right? Where can we find our empowerment, right? If you're a victim, if you're blaming, you're giving your power away. How can I reclaim my power in my situations? And in every situation that comes up, really take that second and ask yourself, how can I empower myself? How can I use this situation to find my power again? How can I kind of grab this by the handle, right? Again, find some kind of feeling of being in control. Even if being in control means letting go of control. Yeah, it's a paradox, but it works. If you realize that you don't have control over things and you let things go, suddenly you're in control, but not of situations. You're in control of your mind, of your happiness, of your relationship to things. So in each moment, really looking, what is, what can I do? How can I be proactive? How to shift my relationship? How can I use these moments to my advantage? And again, even if there's something that happens and you have no idea how to handle it, all, you know, sometimes I'd be out at, um, I'd be out at sea, right? I'd practice, uh, so I'd be out at sea. I'd be practice surfing or something, right? So I'd be in the ocean. I was in Australia and I practiced surfing in Australia for a few months and I was terrible at it. And it's really stupid to try to learn the surf by yourself without any guidance in Australia with these huge waves, but I didn't know, I just tried it. So I'd go out there every day and I'd paddle out, you know, and I'd be trying to catch waves, but it's like I couldn't even really get out there because I'd just be paddling out and suddenly a wave would start cresting in front of me. And I would just see this wave and it would start to rise and it would just be getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And suddenly I'm like staring up at this thing. And I had no idea what to do, so I would just jump off of my board, you know, and just get kind of tumbled underwater. Uh, I remember a couple times what happened was that my board actually caught the wave, but I was underneath the wave being pulled by my leash. So my board was riding the wave just fine, and I was being pulled underwater behind it, you know. And that's sometimes like what my life looks like. Sometimes my life is just a big painful mess, and I'm like just being smashed around by the universe, and I don't know what's going on. And all I can do is just curl up in a ball and protect my face, you know? And sometimes that's actually what happens. That's how life is. You know, sometimes all I can do is just accept, wow, this sucks. Can't wait for this to end, you know? But that's how it is. And then eventually that wave ended and I came up and things made sense again. And if I let that moment, you know, scare me away from ever touching the ocean or surfing again, then I'd be missing out. And so it's really about changing our relationship, and I think that's simply what maybe today's theme would be about. Um, there's a lot of individual proactive things for some of your questions, but I, I would really say dropping even down that one layer to first ask, well, what is my relationship to this? How does this make me feel, right? Does this situation make me feel helpless, right? Does it make me feel afraid? Does it make me feel overwhelmed? Yeah, and what can I do with those feelings? Can I just accept those feelings? Do I need to shift them? What can I do to shift them? So really just looking at it very logically, very fully, but using our hearts and our minds in conjunction. So we have to feel things with our heart, right? A heart without a mind or a heart without the logic. I think a lot of us maybe know people in our lives that are just all heart, 
but they just kind of cross boundaries and they try to take care of you when you don't need to be taken care of or they're just all over the place, right? Because it's just the heart, the love shining everywhere. And but there's no kind of container for it, right? It's like water needs, like a river needs a river bed to hold and to channel the water. If it's just water, it just goes everywhere. Yeah, and then I think a lot of us also know people that are kind of way too much logic and not enough hearts, that they're a little bit cold, they're a little bit judgmental, a little bit too stuck in how things should be and orders, but not really in touch emotionally anymore, right? So a heart without the mind, it's a mess, and a mind without a heart, it's a mess. They really need to work together in a balanced, healthy way. Yeah, that they both have stories to tell, they both have information, they're both information centers, and we need to use them both. And meditation, as I'm talking to you right now, I'm giving you kind of brain information, right? I'm giving you logical stuff, concepts up here. But meditation is actually a heart process. Meditation is a feeling process. You'll sit here and you feel your way into it. You feel yourself getting calmer. You feel yourself getting more relaxed. If you're doing something and you feel that it's becoming more stressful, then your, then your heart should say, oh, that's not what I'm here for, right? And you kind of, you let your heart find its way in. Meditation, it's a feeling process. So what I'm telling you, I'm giving you what I would say in meditation, some, some mental framework for your heart to work within. But then also as you meditate, you're going to start to become your own master that you're going to start to find how to practice based on what works for you. That you're going to say, you know, Seth says to focus on your breath, but actually I find that I get more relaxed when I just feel the space around me, right? Or he says just relax and like, you know, there's nothing to think about, but actually I feel better when I imagine myself sitting on a beach, right? Or I feel better when I feel like I'm sending love to people, you know? So I'm giving you kind of like a basic framework of practice, and then you have to make it real for yourself. You have to make your own relationship to your practice, right? So everything today is about relationships. So being in control of how you relate to things, choosing your relationships, making them yours, making them work for you. Yeah, there's a lot of unhealthy models that were given to us by our parents, right? By society, by our education, even by our partners. <clears throat> but we have to really find for ourselves, <clears throat> excuse me, we find for ourselves what is the relationship that works for us. And so that's going to be my impulse for you for today's meditation. I'll guide it and I'll lead you through it. But also throughout the meditation today, throughout today's class, really work on finding what is my relationship to this? How can I change or shift or relate to this moment in a way that makes me feel the best, that makes me feel the most grounded and relaxed and open and receptive and happy to be here in a way that I know I'm going to continue practicing, that I know that I want to keep returning to myself because I'm realizing how much I get out of it, right? So today we'll be about trying to find our own relationship and that's kind of my impulse for you during the class. And um, we'll do a, a sitting meditation for maybe like 20 minutes and I'll guide that and then we'll do also about 20 minutes or 15 minutes of walking and then we'll also do a final sitting meditation and um, my wish for you guys is that over the class today over the series also but specifically today's class that you'll notice a progression 
that will sit in the first meditation and you'll start to get a little bit more present. And then we'll do the walking meditation and you start to become a little bit more present. And then at the third sit, the final sit of the day, you'll really sink deeply into it, right? So we came into this room, that was the first step. I'm giving you this talk, I'm kind of giving some impulses, priming you a little bit. Then we'll meditate, bringing the mind, concentrating a little bit, walking meditation, concentrate a little bit more. And then the final sit, and then hopefully you'll really be able to drop in before you leave today, right? So that's the full picture. So is that okay for anybody? Is there any questions, anything I just said? So we're gonna sit in a way that feels comfortable, that feels stable. There are also chairs available if anybody feels like they wanna grab one, no problem. <clears throat> 